Welcome to HackerCast, an AI-generated podcast summary of Hacker News. I'm your host, GPT-4. Today is May 19, 2023. Let's get started. Part 1. Favorites. 1. Get started making music from learningmusic.ableton.com. This intriguing article titled Get Started, Learning Music is an excellent resource for those interested in exploring and understanding the basics of music making. With no prior experience or equipment required, readers can dive right into creating music within their browser. The article introduces a unique way to learn music through a set of interactive boxes. Each box contains a small piece of music, and users can click on these boxes to enable or disable the snippets. Experimenting and playing with these boxes allow users to discover combinations they personally find appealing. Indeed, the article emphasizes that many kinds of music are created in precisely this manner, by mixing and matching small musical ideas to make interesting combinations, and then changing those combinations over time. After familiarizing themselves with pre-made musical patterns, users are encouraged to make their own patterns through this learning platform. This ingenious method provides a hands-on experience in music making that may spark users' interest in exploring further and deepening their understanding of music. In conclusion, the article presents a fascinating and creative approach for beginners to familiarize themselves with the art of composing music. This interactive method can potentially inspire budding musicians to delve deeper into the world of music creation. It is a noteworthy piece for those who have always been curious about music making but have no idea where to start, and it is a fine example of utilizing technology to simplify learning processes for arts and creativity. 2. Sam Altman goes before U.S. Congress to propose licenses for building AI from Reuters.com. In a recent Reuters article titled Open AI Chief Concerned About AI Being Used to Compromise Elections, the discussion revolves around the potential risks associated with the use of artificial intelligence in compromising election integrity. Sam Altman, CEO of OpenAI, the startup behind ChatGPT, expresses his concern before a Senate panel and suggests that the use of AI in this context needs to be regulated. As AI technology advances, some fear it may exacerbate societal harms, such as misinformation and prejudice, or even pose existential threats to humanity. Senator Cory Booker states, there's no way to put this genie in the bottle. Globally, this is exploding, illustrating how lawmakers are struggling to find the best way to regulate AI. Senator Maisie Hirono highlights the danger of misinformation in elections, pointing out a fake image of former President Trump being arrested by the NYPD that went viral. Responding to this particular case, Altman emphasizes the importance of creators making it clear when an image is generated rather than factual. In his first appearance before Congress, Altman proposes that the U.S. should consider implementing licensing and testing requirements for the development of AI models. As an example of a great threshold, he suggests that a model capable of persuading or manipulating a person's beliefs should be subject to licensing. He also argues that companies should have the right to say they do not want their data used for AI training, while material on the public web should still be accessible. Furthermore, Altman calls for international cooperation on AI and incentives for safety compliance. Echoing these sentiments, Christina Montgomery, International Business Machines Corp., IBM, Chief Privacy and Trust Officer, urges Congress to focus regulation on areas with the potential to cause the most significant societal harm. In summary, this article sheds light on the growing concerns surrounding the use of AI, particularly in compromising election integrity. The need for regulation, licensing, and global cooperation is apparent, and it's crucial for the authorities to address these issues to prevent the misuse of artificial intelligence technology. 3. Implement DNS in a weekend from implementdns.wizardzines.com Diving into a stimulating weekend project, 
The article titled Implement DNS in a Weekend provides an opportunity for tech enthusiasts to create a toy DNS resolver. A DNS resolver is essentially a program that figures out the IP address of a domain. The author offers a hands-on experience of developing the resolver with a mere 200 lines of Python, which also includes the implementation of binary DNS parsing from scratch. Taking a profound dive into the details, the article clarifies that this endeavor is an entertaining way to acquire knowledge about parsing a binary network protocol like DNS and comprehend the workings of DNS under the hood. Curious minds are also welcome to attempt bonus exercises if they wish to implement more features that a real DNS resolver would possess. Moreover, the article generously provides a Jupyter notebook for download and execution, including all the necessary code required for this technological endeavor. A quote in the article reads, This project is a fun way to learn, how to parse a binary network protocol like DNS, how DNS works under the hood, what's happening behind the scenes when you make a DNS query. In conclusion, the significance of this article lies in the opportunity it presents to the reader. By following the author's well-detailed guide, the reader will gain invaluable skills in parsing a binary network protocol and comprehending the intricacies of DNS, all while enjoying a weekend project. The article proves to be an engaging and informative resource for those eager to plunge into the technicalities behind a domain's identification and the inner workings of the internet. 4. Brex's Prompt Engineering Guide from GitHub.com This article is centered around a GitHub repository titled Tips and Tricks for Working with Large Language Models like OpenAI's GPT-4, which acts as a comprehensive guide on researching and creating large language model, LLM, prompts for various production use cases. It traces the history of LLMs, from traditional n-gram models to advancements like long short-term memory, LSTM, networks and transformer networks. Furthermore, the article delves into the importance of prompt engineering, detailing differing approaches and techniques for writing effective prompts. Prompts can include instructions, questions, and hidden prompts holding meta-information that guide an AI model's interaction. However, the article emphasizes the potential pitfalls of prompt engineering, such as jailbreaks and leaks, which may lead to bypassing constraints or exposing sensitive data. The article analyzes two broad strategies for prompt engineering, give a bot a fish, where an AI model is provided with all required information, and teach a bot to fish, where the AI model is taught to perform specific actions. The article also explores various methods to improve interactions with large language models like GPT-4, offering tips on handling freeform text with triple backticks, nesting data with JSON or relational tables, citing data sources, and using chain-of-thought prompting for more accurate answers. In conclusion, the significance of this article lies in its comprehensive guidance on understanding and working with large language models, such as OpenAI's GPT-4. It offers valuable strategies, techniques, and insights into prompt engineering, the importance of handling data, and subsequent improvements in the user experience. This evolving resource aims to continuously provide updated best practices for the ever-growing realm of LLMs and their applications. 5. The Sourdough Framework from GitHub.com In today's delightful article, we will be indulging our inner bakers with the Sourdough Framework, an open-source book brought to us by Hendricius on GitHub. This beautifully crafted tome is dedicated to helping all of us, no matter our level of expertise, make the most scrumptious sourdough bread at home. As our minds begin to conjure the wafting scent of freshly baked bread, let us take a moment to appreciate the core elements of this book. Rather than merely providing recipes, the author has gone an extra mile to ensure that this framework empowers you to bake bread that caters to your specific environment. As the author astutely notes, every flour, every sourdough, and every home setup is different. Herein lies the allure of this book, it bridges the gap between rigid recipes and the real-world variables we all experience in our baking endeavors.
Four years after launching repositories The Bread Code and Pizza Dough, the author merges this wealth of knowledge in the sourdough framework, delving deeper into the wonders of natural fermentation, all supported by an array of scientific references to bolster your understanding. To experience this marvel, building the book is a simple process. Whether you choose Docker or LaTeX, the instructions provided ensure you can access book/book.pdf with consummate ease. Additionally, you can build ebook versions such as EPUB, Mobi, and as U3 using the provided steps. So, dear listener, what is the significance of this treasure trove of sourdough wisdom? Its open source nature reflects the author's belief that the knowledge within its pages is essential for everyone to access, and making it available on GitHub ensures that those near and far can benefit from its delightful teachings, without any budgetary constraints. If you wish to support the author's valiant efforts, a small donation can be made via their Ko-fi page to help cover costs and facilitate future updates to this inspiring compilation. So, let us raise a toast, a warm, homemade sourdough toast, to the author and their marvelous sourdough framework. May it guide us in our quest to elevate our sourdough making prowess and tantalize the taste buds of friends and family alike. Happy baking! 6. Prompt Injection Explained, with video, slides, and a transcript from simonwillison.net. In Prompt Injection Explained, with video, slides, and a transcript, Simon Willison discusses the security vulnerability of prompt injection in AI-powered applications, emphasizing the importance of awareness and risk consideration from developers. Prompt injection attacks the developer's instructions instead of the AI model itself, potentially jeopardizing sensitive tasks and user privacy. Willison criticizes current popular solutions, instead proposing a dual-language model pattern using two separate AI models to handle trusted and untrusted content. The article also highlights the potential dangers of chatbot attacks and the need for proactive community education and defense against prompt injection. As AI technology progresses, vigilance in addressing prompt injection vulnerabilities becomes crucial for both developers and organizations. 7. Lately I've been using Timers Daily from GitHub.com. Our focus today is an article titled Timers found at the MadProps blog on GitHub, written by the user MadProps. This article delves into the utility of timers and their various applications, with a particular emphasis on using timers daily in a computer environment. The author explains that they have been using timers daily, implementing them in ways such as setting a 20-minute countdown, and that this process is aided significantly with the use of a visual widget. They have built a widget into their window manager that appears on the panel once a timer is activated and updates every second. Once the timer reaches zero, the widget disappears. In addition to the standard countdown, the author can map functions as actions for when the timer ends, such as displaying a simple timer-ended message or executing a command like suspend the computer. The author also reveals that they use timers while testing new versions of software, allowing them the chance to test the application and find flaws or missing elements before releasing. A useful feature mentioned in the article is the ability to adjust the timer using the mouse wheel. By hovering over the widget and using the mouse wheel, the timer can be increased or decreased in increments of 5 minutes and rounded to the nearest 5-minute step depending on personal judgment. Furthermore, the timer can be cancelled by middle-clicking the widget, and multiple timers can be started with different names if needed. Another aspect of timers, the author explains, is their capability to support counters. These counters begin at zero and increase upwards without ending or running a function, only stopping when commanded. Sharing a code snippet, MadProps outlines a few functions to start timers, counters, and auto-suspend actions with their particular window manager. The timer functionality extends beyond computer activities, as they are valuable in measuring non-computer activities such as waiting for food or drinks to be ready. 
The author also provides an example that shows how they can easily start timers of varying lengths using a launcher, whether it be a 20-minute timer or a 5-second countdown. Finally, they mention that they prefer to keep a non-dynamic width on their timer widgets, so that different units of time, such as 1.5 hours or 5 seconds, occupy the same width for better organization. In conclusion, this article showcases the significance of timers in daily computer usage, as well as their versatility in managing different tasks and the specific ways the author has implemented timer functions. The various timer applications and 8. Taxonomy of Procrastination from Dynamite.net In Taxonomy of Procrastination by Dynamite, the author explores the concept of procrastination by personifying part of their mind as Jim, the internal accountant. The article identifies four main reasons or taxons behind why people procrastinate, the unpleasantness of the activity, the belief that the activity won't work or be successful, the belief that the activity's success won't matter, and the rewards or benefits being too far in the future. The author suggests various strategies to overcome these reasons, and ultimately reminds readers not to beat themselves up over procrastination and accept that nobody can overpower their gym all the time. And how much do statins extend lifespan? The author examines the difficulty of measuring the impact of behaviors like running on life expectancy. The article raises questions about self-care and the ripple effect of choices we make related to our health, such as eating and exercising. Finally, in How to Run Without All the Pesky Agonizing Pain, the author muses over the motivations behind runners and their seemingly unique strength of will to endure pain. They question why people subject themselves to the painful activity of running while acknowledging the power of an individual's will. These articles highlight the human struggle with managing tasks and self-care, as well as the astonishing power of will, which can sometimes drive people to accomplish challenging feats despite the inherent costs. 9. This blog is hosted on my Android phone from androidblog.a.pingji.io. In this intriguing article, the author demonstrates how they turned their $180 Android phone running Android 11 into a web server that can be accessed via a public URL. The process involved using a terminal emulator called Termux and a service called Pingji for obtaining the desired public URLs. The author elaborates on the necessary steps for setting up this unconventional web server, starting with the installation of Termux. Termux is an Android application that emulates a terminal and Linux environment without requiring root access or additional setups. Installing Termux allows users to utilize the APT package manager for acquiring more packages if needed. Next, the author guides users through installing the required packages, particularly a web server, which will be responsible for serving the web page, and an open SSH client for sharing the website later on. After setting up a sample HTML file, one can start the HTTP server and initiate the Pingji tunnel, obtaining a public URL to access the server. Optionally, users can connect their own custom domains to the server by subscribing to Pingji Pro and configuring their desired domain. The article concludes by emphasizing that hosting a website or blog on an Android device may seem improbable but is very much possible with the right set of tools. Utilizing an Android terminal emulator like Termux and acquiring a public URL through Pingji offers a unique and creative way to share content with the world. The author encourages readers to try this setup and explore the potential applications of a personal web server hosted on an Android phone. 10. Google I.O. and the coming AI battles from Strategery.com in the article Google I.O. and the Coming AI Battles published on Strategery, author Ben Thompson discusses Google's ongoing focus on artificial intelligence, AI, innovation in the face of competition from Microsoft's Bing search engine. The article highlights Google's continuing evolution of AI capabilities and products, such as Gmail and Google Photos, giving the company a significant advantage in providing genuinely useful AI features to its vast user base. However, 
Concerns arise around the impact of AI on Google's search advertising model, which faces potential challenges due to increasing competition from Microsoft. Another article on Strategery explores the role of AI as a sustaining innovation and the necessity of industry engagement with regulators for the benefit of the tech sector. The author speculates on the possible rise of open-source AI as a third force in the industry, challenging the existing centralized AI models and determining the future direction of AI technology worldwide. Finally, an article titled Cord Cutting and YouTube TV, Disney Earnings, Pay TV's Vision Cycles looks at the changing landscape of the pay TV industry, as consumers shift towards online streaming platforms like YouTube TV and Disney+. This trend has implications for companies like Disney and their financial performance, as well as shaping the future of entertainment, technology, and consumer services. The article also features an interview with Qualcomm CEO and examines Meta's recent open-source AI model decision, providing valuable insights into the complex dynamics among major tech giants. Part 2. Show HN. 1. Beepberry, a portable e-paper computer for hackers from beepberry.skme.com. Beepberry by Skme X Beeper is an intriguing piece of technology that promises to offer a fascinating user experience. This beautiful combo provides an ultra-low power, high-contrast, high-resolution sharp memory LCD display, a tactile keyboard with a backlight and touchpad for easy input and navigation, and customizable keymap to suit various needs. Powering this device is the Pi Zero W, optional, or other compatible single-board computers, SBCs, like the Raxa Zero and MQ Pro utilizing a low-profile solderless header. The main body of the article delves into the intricate details of the Beepberry's technical components. The sharp memory LCD display is notable not only for its incredible performance but also its meager power consumption. Its high contrast and resolution ensure crisp and clear visuals for the user. The tactile keyboard, another highlight, features a clicky, backlit setup, complemented by a touchpad for comfortable input and navigation. To top it off, the customizable keymap ensures that the user's preferences are accommodated. Powered by Raspberry Pi, the Beepberry offers flexibility in employing alternative SBCs such as the Ragsa Zero and the MQ Pro, which can connect easily through a solderless header. This low-profile solderless header allows for easy single-board computer switching and guarantees a seamless experience for users more fond of other SBCs. In the realm of innovative technology, Beepberry's significance lies in its marriage of style and functionality, the customizable keymap accommodating user preferences, and the underlying flexibility in accommodating various single-board computers. The Beepberry proves to be a product that caters to users' specific requirements while maintaining a robust and sophisticated sensory experience. Overall, this article highlights the potential of Beepberry to make strides in the tech world and deliver a device that meets the needs and desires of its user base. 2. Willow, open-source privacy-focused voice assistant hardware from github.com. In this article, we explore Willow, an open-source, local, and self-hosted voice assistant alternative to Amazon Echo and Google Home, developed by Tovera Incorporated designed with the goal of providing competitive performance, accuracy, cost, and functionality. Willow primarily targets the ESP box hardware from Espressif and is compatible with Home Assistant and other platforms. Willow is characterized by fast response times, high wake word accuracy, low false activation, and a failure rate of less than 1%. It is powered by their soon-to-be-released Willow Inference server and is designed to work with low-cost, commercially available hardware. The supported features include an ESP-IDF-based project, competitive performance with Amazon Echo slash Google Home, and compatibility with Home Assistant and other platforms. Setting up Willow on the ESP box involves a multi-step process of installing the environment, configuring Wi-Fi and capabilities, and connecting and flashing the device.
Willow also offers options for more advanced usage. Its development process is accessible to less technical users, enabling selective flashing of only the application partition. In terms of future plans, the Willow team aims to support multiple languages while also making improvements in areas such as performance, TTS output, audio quality, LCD and touchscreen enhancements, buttons, audio on device, ease of starting the platform, dynamic configuration, over-the-air firmware updates, multiple device integration, custom wake words, and PO user configurability for various DIY functions. Overall, Willow's development and future plans highlight its potential to offer a viable, open-source, and cost-effective alternative to mainstream voice assistant platforms. With its comprehensive feature list and community-driven development approach, Willow holds promise in the rapidly evolving smart home and voice assistant market. 3. My solar-powered, e-paper digital photo frame from James Dotted. In a captivating article titled Version 2 of My Solar-Powered, e-paper digital photo frame, published recently on Plotting the Curiosity Vector, the author outlines their journey in creating a solar-powered, digital photo frame. As described, the first iteration of the project had several issues that led to a re-evaluation of the design goals. The most significant problem was the battery, which eventually failed after a few hundred cycles. Furthermore, the use of a Raspberry Pi for image transitions was deemed excessive and inefficient. In version 2 of the project, the author ingeniously fixes these problems by replacing the battery with a capacitor and using an ESP32 microcontroller instead of the Raspberry Pi. Interestingly, the solar panels slowly charge the capacitor, and once it reaches a certain voltage, a program is executed to display a new photo on the e-paper screen. The author humorously refers to this design as an embodiment of electronic black magic and labels it a solar engine. The updated design is more efficient, faster, and has the potential to last for many years. Furthermore, the author has tested the device in sunny locations like California and Florida, where it performs reliably with multiple image transitions each day. Despite its impressive functionality, the author doubts that commercializing the product would be worthwhile, given the price and limitations. Instead, they have provided a detailed, repository https colon slash slash github.com slash zkg slash solar powered e-paper digital photo frame, for anyone interested in building their own version of this innovative project. The significance of this article lies not only in the ingenuity of the project but also in the author's perseverance and commitment to addressing its flaws. Additionally, it serves as an excellent reminder of the exciting potential of solar energy and the critical role it can play in designing sustainable electronics. The clever use of a solar engine to power an e-paper photo frame is a testament to the evolving possibilities in the realm of solar-powered devices. 4. Smallville, Create Generative Agents for Simulations and Games from GitHub.com Allow me to present an intriguing article found on GitHub, titled GitHub, Nick980 slash Smallville, Create Generative Agents for Video Games and Simulations in a Web Browser. Attempt of Recreating Generative Agents, Interactive Simulacra of Human Behavior. This piece, written by Nick980, delves into the realm of generative agents being utilized to enhance the experience of video games and simulations. Generative agents are virtual characters capable of learning and adapting to their surroundings. They rely on LLM models like ChatGPT or StableLM, which enable them to observe, store memories, and respond to changes in the world. As a result, they save time in programming interactions and create more realistic and dynamic NPC experiences for gamers. To get started with this exciting technology, one must first visit the NPM package, https colon slash slash www.npmjs.com slash package slash smallville, to install the necessary files. The author provides a step-by-step -step guide on starting a new JavaScript project, 
downloading a compiled jar from releases, and writing code to create new agents. Examples are given demonstrating how to create location trees, add new agents with initial memories, and increment time clocks for updates. Additionally, instructions on adding observations to prompt agent reactions and asking agents questions are provided for an improved gaming experience. The Smallville World Simulator comes with a Java 17 server that stores simulation data. The server starts on the default port 8080, and a dashboard displays memory streams, current activities, locations, and emojis of all available agents. One notable quote from the article reads, Generative agents save time programming interactions by hand and make NPCs more realistic dynamic. This highlights the significance of incorporating generative agents into video games or research environments. In conclusion, the advent of generative agents holds promising potential for the gaming industry and beyond. The simulation and behavior of these virtual characters provide a more immersive and dynamic experience. For those looking to experiment and enhance video games or simulations, Smallville is a valuable tool worth considering. Part 3. Code. 1. Small Developer from GitHub.com. This article delves into a GitHub project called Small-I-Developer by Small-I, aiming to provide every developer with their own personal junior developer or small dev through the use of AI. The small dev can scaffold an entire code base based on a given product specification, promoting human-centric and coherent whole program synthesis. Built on a simple, safe, and small code base, small i developer uses less than 200 lines of Python and prompts, which allows customization and easy understanding. The demo example in prompt.md demonstrates the possibilities of an AI-driven, human-developer-centric workflow, aiming to revolutionize programming by simplifying scaffolding projects. Notable implementation examples include the small plugin and prompt to Pokemon app, which have received attention and contributions from the GitHub community. The project employs three waitlisted tools, such as GPT-432K, and while it requires some user adaptation for other infrastructures, improvements are anticipated for the program generation process. Additionally, the article explores the Chrome Manifest v3 extension created by Small.i, which works with the Anthropic Cloud API, and iteratively builds upon multiple functionalities for developers. With this tool, developers can extract their prompts to a separate markdown file and benefit from the small debugger feature, which identifies errors. Through the comparison of GPT-3 and GPT-4's performance, GPT-4 shows promise in prompt engineering, evidenced by the successful Code 2 Prompt 2 code experiment. Furthermore, the article shares the project's openness to exploring new directions and embracing contributions. In conclusion, the small i developer project offers an innovative solution to increase efficiency and streamline the programming process for developers. As more advancements and a larger context window become available, the concept of having a personal small developer seems plausible, marking a significant step in the integration of AI technology within software development. 3. VS Code Config to Disable Annoyances, Telemetry, Notifications, Welcome Pages from gist.github.com. In this article shared on GitHub by the user HyperUpCall, we explore a simple, yet efficient method to disable various annoyances in Visual Studio Code, VS Code, extensions, such as telemetry, notifications, and welcome pages. The author has created a custom VS Code configuration, which they have shared to benefit other users who may also find these features frustrating. The main body of the article consists of a settings.json configuration file that can be pasted into one's VS Code settings to disable several popular extensions annoyances. As the author explains, this disables all of that stuff. If you have more config, leave a comment so I can add it. The configuration is comprehensively documented, with brief explanations of the purpose behind each setting. 
For example, it disables telemetry, data collection, in various extensions, such as Docker and Julia, along with disabling welcome pages and other intrusive features that may distract users from programming. One notable quote from the settings is, extensions.ignore recommendations, true, which disables extension recommendations in VS Code. The significance of this article is that it provides VS Code users an efficient way to minimize distraction and improve their overall experience. The custom configuration shared by the author allows users to focus on their work, rather than unwanted pop-ups and notifications. Moreover, it raises awareness about telemetry and data collection, empowering users to take control over the information they share with extension developers. 4. A little web server in C from github.com. The Hacker News newsletter features an article on the Little Kitten web server by Rob Lacruz, a project available on GitHub. Designed for Linux and written in C, the web server provides a sample configuration file for users to compile and run. It currently does not offer a Windows version. The Little Kitten web server now supports reverse proxy, as stated in the latest project commit. With 136 commits in total, numerous files contribute to the web server's implementation and configuration. These files include lookupserver.c, lookconfig.c, looknet.c, tables.h, and looktis.conference, along with MIME types and lookup tables. For those interested in the project, users can visit its GitHub repository, robslacruz/lookwebserver, and access instructions in the readme.md file for usage and compiling. The Little Kitten web server is predominantly programmed in C, 89.8%, and utilizes HTML, 7.1%, CSS. 2.3%, and other languages, 0.8%. The highlighted text could be of importance to those searching for a lightweight C-based web server for their Linux projects or to developers seeking to contribute to open-source web server projects. However, as there is no Windows version available, this project might not cater to everyone's needs. 5. Devil Mode for Emacs from susam.github.io In the article Devil Mode, the author discusses a unique Emacs editing experience designed to replace the comma key with a more efficient modifier-free workflow. This Emacs minor mode, devil, intercepts keystrokes and translates them to Emacs key sequences according to configurable translation rules, providing a modeless editing experience. The author has created this solution mostly due to the inconvenience of MacBook keyboards lacking a right control key. The article then compares devil with god mode, which is another Emacs mode that aims to create ergonomic editing experiences. However, there are key differences between the two modes, including how Devil retains the modeless editing experience of vanilla Emacs, extends its key translation feature to mini-buffers, and does not treat the modifier key as sticky. While God Mode has some similar features, Devil may provide a more seamless and intuitive editing experience for some users. The significance of this article lies in the exploration and comparison of unique Emacs editing modes, highlighting the differences and potential advantages of Devil Mode. Though the choice of the comma key may seem controversial, the author's experiment provides an interesting take on Emacs customization and might be suitable for users seeking alternative ergonomic editing solutions. The author shares useful resources for readers interested in exploring devil mode further. Ultimately, the decision on whether to use devil or god mode or neither, depends on individual preferences and desired editing experiences. Part 4. Data 1. Understanding Database Indexes in PostgreSQL from blog.mastermind.dev In the article Understanding Database Indexes in PostgreSQL by Pavel Dabrowski, the author delves deep into the world of SQL indexes and provides insights on how they can improve database performance. The article targets developers with different levels of understanding of indexes, clarifying their uses, types, and pitfalls that can arise from improper implementation. 
Dabrowski showcases the dramatic impact of indexes on speeding up database queries through an example where a unique index improved a query by 1,043 times. He explains several types of indexes and their ideal use cases, with B-tree indexes being the most common and suitable for most situations in PostgreSQL. The article also provides general guidelines for adding indexes to the right columns, such as columns being searched on, used for validation, or involved in join operations. Maintaining indexes is crucial for optimal performance and structure of databases, and the author discusses various challenges such as over-indexing, unused indexes, bloats, and duplicate indexes. He elaborates on using PostgreSQL tools to query and manage index information, such as the PG underscore index and PG underscore stat underscore user underscore indexes tables. Constraints are also outlined, their significance in maintaining data validity emphasized. Additionally, good practices like selecting the appropriate index type, regular maintenance and testing, and aiding the query planner are suggested to ensure efficient database management. In essence, this article equips developers with a deeper understanding of SQL indexes and a framework to optimize database performance and structure through appropriate use of index types, maintenance, and good practices. 2. SQLite 3.42.0 from SQLite.org In an announcement titled SQLite Release 3.42.0 on May 16, 2023, the release of SQLite's latest version brings a host of additions and improvements. Among the most notable features is the new FTS5 Secure Delete Command, an option that allows for the removal of all forensic traces from the FTS5 inverted index when content is deleted. Other enhancements include support for JSON 5 extensions within JSON SQL functions and various query planner improvements, such as the default count of view optimization and refinements to the pushdown optimization. The SQLite release also introduces new SQLite 3-db-config options and several updates to the command line interface, CLI. For instance, there's now an unsafe testing command line option and amended magic parameters for easier interpretation. Moreover, application-defined SQL functions can now share the same name as join keywords such as inner or outer. Updates to pragma integrity underscore check enable better error handling and detection. This SQLite upgrade signifies a more comprehensive database solution and enhanced CLI user experience. The additional features in query planning, the incorporation of JSON 5 extensions, and improved data handling capabilities all contribute to streamlining applications relying on SQLite. As the release notes, miscellaneous bug fixes and performance optimizations also form part of the update, further exemplifying SQLite's commitment to delivering a refined and powerful database tool for the developer community. 3. Simulated Hospital from GitHub.com Google Simulated Hospital is an article that focuses on a tool developed by Google that generates realistic and configurable hospital patient data in HL7v2 format, which is a standard used in the healthcare industry for the exchange, integration, sharing, and retrieval of electronic health information. This tool ensures that developers are able to build and test clinical apps without having to access real patient information. Instead, they use the fake, yet realistic data created by this tool. The data produced by Simulated Hospital is designed to imitate realistic situations commonly found in clinical settings, and is generated from sequences of clinical actions called pathways. Each pathway essentially represents a sequence of clinical actions or events that occur during a patient's stay in a hospital. These actions then generate HL7v2 messages that can be sent to an MLLP host, saved to a text file, or printed to the console. The pathways are written using YAML or JSON and are human-readable making it easy for users to access and understand them. Furthermore, the tool allows users to configure it by running the pathways they desire, setting the frequency for each pathway, 
and utilizing built-in pathways provided by the application. The dashboard of simulated hospital enables users to control a running instance of the application, modify the default behavior using command line arguments, and extend the tool with advanced functionality using source code. This allows users to, for example, alter the format of the identifiers generated by the tool or create their own behavior for specific events. The significance of this tool is that it provides developers with a safe and efficient way to create, test, and improve clinical apps without compromising patient privacy or security. By simulating realistic patient data, developers can focus on building user-friendly and robust applications that can potentially provide better patient care and outcomes. 4. Postgres Query Lock Explainer from GitHub.com In the realm of database management, a new GitHub project has emerged authored by user ADM Tall. The project is titled PostgreSQL Query Lock Explainer and it introduces a command line utility designed to display the locks that will be acquired by a given query. Before diving into the details and implications of this utility, it's essential to first comprehend the concept of locks in database systems. In short, they are mechanisms to govern and manage concurrent access to data, ensuring data integrity and consistency. The main focus of the article is the presentation of the newly developed utility. PostgreSQL Query Lock Explainer is designed to be used with a test database rather than a live production database, given the potential consequences of running untested queries in a live environment. The utility operates by executing the given query but not committing it, essentially providing a safe space to investigate lock behavior without modifying actual data. To get started with the utility, users are directed to the GitHub repository where they can access installation instructions and explore example usages. It is also possible to create a settings file for recurring usage without having to input database settings each time. In terms of its significance and application, PostgreSQL Query Lock Explainer provides a valuable tool for database administrators and developers to comprehend and anticipate locking behaviors for specific queries. By understanding this aspect, they can better optimize and fine-tune their database systems to maximize performance and maintain data consistency. The utility's development is a testament to the ever-evolving nature of database management and the continuous pursuit of improvement by the database community. 5. AI SQL Copilot Logic Loop, AI to Generate, Optimize and Debug SQL from LogicLoop.com The article in focus is titled AI SQL, Generate SQL Queries with AI Automatically and introduces the AI SQL Query Generator developed by Logic Loop. This technology employs artificial intelligence, AI, to write, debug, and optimize structured query language, SQL, queries quickly and efficiently while generating them on a user's unique data schema. The main objective of this innovation is to enhance data accessibility for business users without relying on engineers. The AI SQL Query Generator is an easy-to-use tool that takes the user's plain text and automatically transforms it into an SQL query. In essence, the AI takes over the responsibility of optimizing SQL lines and debugging them for ensured accuracy. This tool is designed to be compatible with numerous popular data sources and APIs, thus providing a high degree of integration for users. Some esteemed users of this AI SQL query generator include product and operations managers, engineering managers, founders, data scientists, and many other professionals working across a range of data-driven industries. By enabling easy integration with tools users already employ, this AI-powered SQL query tool aims to revolutionize how data analysis is approached. Furthermore, it strives to bring a new level of efficiency and accessibility to business operations while simultaneously reducing the reliance on expert engineers for SQL query generation and optimization. In essence, the significance and impact of the AI SQL query generator lie in its ability to streamline data analysis by automating complex SQL tasks. 
Utilizing artificial intelligence, the tool simplifies the process of querying data sources, overcoming barriers that might have previously halted or delayed vital business decisions. The innovation has the potential to change the landscape of data analysis and empower a broader range of users to engage with and harness the power of their data. Part 5. Design. 1. Intel 1 Mono Typeface from GitHub.com. Intriguingly, a new article showcases the Intel 1 Mono font repository, which can be found on GitHub. The Intel 1 Mono font is an expressive monospaced font family, built to cater to the specific needs of developers, with a focus on clarity, legibility, and reducing fatigue and eye strain. The font was designed by Freer Jones Type in collaboration with the Intel brand team and VML Y&R, and the project involved the feedback of low vision and legally blind developers at each stage of its development. The font repository offers support for over 200 languages using the Latin script and is provided in four weights, light, regular, medium, and bold, along with matching italics. The font family has been optimized for on-screen display, improving clarity and legibility, especially on Windows platforms. The repository comes with a range of OpenType features, including options for a raised colon, language support, superior-slash-superscript and inferior-slash-subscript figures, and fractional numerals. As a writer for the Hacker News podcast, the significance of this article lies in the potential impact of the Intel 1 Mono font on the developer community. With its emphasis on legibility and catering to low-vision users, this font could make the development process more accessible and enjoyable for a wider range of individuals. Additionally, the open-source nature of the font allows developers to contribute to its improvement, fostering a collaborative spirit in the industry. 2. Early computer art in the 50s and 60s from amigoodchild.com In this fascinating exploration of the history of computer art, the author delves into the pioneering work done during the 1950s and 60s. Key figures like Ben Leposky, who created electrical compositions using oscilloscopes and electronic circuits, and Gordon Pask, who designed the Moosey color system, are highlighted for their innovative contributions. The role of Bell Telephone Laboratories, Bell Labs, in developing early computer art technology, such as the IBM 7090 computer and the programming language Beflix, is also discussed and examined. This journey through time delves into the groundbreaking work of generative computer artists like Vera Molnar, Manfred Moore, Georg Nies, Frieda Naik, and A. Michael Knoll, who harness the power of code and algorithms in their art. The article closely examines how these artists incorporated elements of science, mathematics, and technology, while remaining skeptical of the commercial side of computer art. The emergence of generative art, deeply rooted in algorithms and geometry, is also discussed, with a focus on its intersection with the sciences. The piece further examines the growth and impact of computer-generated art, tracing the milestones of exhibitions like Computer-Generated Pictures, 1965, and Cybernetic Serendipity, 1968, which expanded recognition and engagement with this art form across disciplines. Through the evolution of computer art, we witness how it found ways into other art forms such as video art, mechanical art, and dance. Alongside this growth, a thriving community emerged, fostering experimentation, collaboration, and innovation that led to greater visibility and acceptance of computer art. It's clear from this article that the early days of computer art were marked by groundbreaking innovation, creativity, and a sense of exploration. As the field evolved, it not only influenced other forms of traditional art but also fostered connections with science and technology. The legacy of these early pioneers continues to shape and push the boundaries of both art and computer science, showcasing the endless possibilities that arise when these disciplines intersect. Part 6. Books. 1. The Staff Engineer's Path, Book Review from Smyachenkov.com. 
In his blog post, Stanislav Mayachenkov provides an insightful and detailed review of the book The Staff Engineer's Path, a guide for individual contributors navigating growth and change by Tanya Riley. Published on October 25, 2022, by O'Reilly Media, the book sheds light on the distinctive roles and responsibilities of a staff engineer and guides readers in navigating their growth and tackling challenges within the corporate landscape. The book begins by addressing the question of who a staff engineer is and how they differ from individual contributors, ICs, and management roles. It delves into their priorities, skills, scopes, expectations, and positions within a corporate hierarchy. An interesting highlight is the suggestion to create an informal role description document, detailing one's goals, vision of success, and aimed results. Mayachenkov notes that the three maps and creating the big picture sections of the book provide valuable information on understanding the company's structure and key decision-making processes. Readers are encouraged to build knowledge about these systems by sourcing information and constructing maps that represent the current position, goals, and surrounding landscape. When it comes to personal management and project prioritization, Riley advises readers to make use of the impact effort matrix, a simple and effective technique. Delving deeper into project leadership, the section on leading big projects and why have we stopped offers approaches to tackling ambiguous projects and domains. Mayachenkov highlights the utility of the book's detailed guidance on reviving stalled projects, exemplifying this section as one he would revisit multiple times. Further, the author appreciates the comprehensive framework for request for comment, RFC, documents. As staff engineers are regarded as role models, the book delves into the importance of setting higher standards and leading by example. Emphasis is laid on knowledge sharing, effective communication, and conflict resolution. Wrapping up with a section on career choices, the book assists readers in understanding when to change projects, companies, or grow their social networks, all the while maintaining a healthy work-life balance. Mayachenkov succinctly concludes that this book would be extremely useful for both aspiring and veteran staff engineers looking for guidance on career navigation and growth within their respective organizations. 2. Science Fiction Books About Aliens from 5books.com In this article, we delve into the realm of science fiction and its influence on our understanding of alien life, as explored by science writer Jamie Green. Green, author of The Possibility of Life, Science, Imagination, and Our Quest for Kinship in the Cosmos, emphasizes the power of science fiction to create new possibilities and inspire scientific advancements. According to Green, science fiction novels often act as the source of various scientific ideas, such as rocket propulsion. To illustrate her point, Green recommends five sci-fi works that tackle the ideas of consciousness and communication with extraterrestrial life. These books include Star Maker by Olaf Stapledon, Solaris by Stanislaw Lem, Semiosis by Sue Burke, The Sparrow by Maria Doria Russell, and Embassy Town by China Mieville. Each of these novels offers unique perspectives on the potential of alien life and the possibilities surrounding human interaction with these beings. Green emphasizes the role of science fiction in inspiring scientific advancements and exploring humanity's relationship with the cosmos. Interviewed by five books, Green shares her passion for astrobiology and alien life and the role of science fiction in expanding our understanding of the universe and the possibilities of extraterrestrial life. Green's pursuit for knowledge on this subject led her to interview many scientists who cited the film Arrival and the short story it was based on, Story of Your Life by Ted Chiang, as examples of stories that portray truly alien-seeming aliens. Ultimately, Green believes that science fiction stretches our imagination and pushes the boundaries of human understanding, fostering a greater appreciation for the mysteries and complexities of the cosmos. Part 7. Working. 1. My 20-year career is technical debt or deprecated from blog.visionarycto.com. In the Visionary CTO article, 
the author reflects on their 20-year career in technology and how their work has become technical debt or deprecated over time. The piece looks at the concept of technical debt, which refers to the cost of unresolved issues caused by shortcuts taken in software development. As technology evolves, old code becomes outdated or unsupported, leading to numerous programming languages and technologies becoming obsolete, such as Visual Basic 6, Classic ASP, Internet Explorer 6, and Netscape. Throughout the years, programming has shifted towards the use of modern tools and frameworks, with popular front-end frameworks like React and Angular replacing older ones. The author recounts their personal experience of building a mobile app in 2004 for compact PDAs, which became obsolete in just over a decade. This trend suggests that all code will eventually become technical debt and software often has a much shorter lifespan than anticipated. The key takeaway from the article is the realization that developers should strive to minimize technical debt while accepting that there is no such thing as perfect code and that everything eventually becomes outdated or replaced. The author advises developers to learn how to live with less than perfect code and to focus on embracing new technology and evolving techniques in the fast-paced world of software development. The discussion raises the dilemma in the tech industry of finding the right balance between pushing for innovation and ensuring stable, dependable systems, as seen in the cases of SQL and email, which have remained reliable over time despite constant technological changes. 2. Americans have never been so unwilling to relocate for a new job from Bloomberg.com. The article in question, coming from Bloomberg, delves into the intriguing topic of how Americans have never been so unwilling to relocate for a new job. The extensive piece explores the various reasons for this phenomenon and its potential implications on the job market and overall economic growth. The author opens the discussion by highlighting the key factor, that the trend of Americans being unwilling to relocate for job opportunities is a historically unprecedented occurrence. It is further noted that this reluctance has been steadily increasing over the past few years, which may have considerable impacts on the workforce and the labor market. The article also outlines some of the potential contributing factors to this trend, including rising housing costs and family stability concerns. In order to provide a comprehensive understanding of the issue, the author quotes from various studies and researchers, one of which is a report from the Federal Reserve which states that the steep decline in geographic mobility across demographic groups over the past 30 years is striking and reflects both a decline in job-to-job moves and a decline in overall hiring rates. This suggests that the hesitancy to relocate is not an isolated occurrence, but rather a widespread, ongoing trend. Delving deeper into the cause of this phenomenon, the article also shines light on the role of automation and technology, which has led to a greater number of remote work opportunities. As a result, fewer Americans feel the need to physically move for work when they can accomplish the same tasks from the comfort of their homes. This shift in approach could potentially lead to a long-term restructuring of how work is conducted in various industries. Furthermore, the Bloomberg piece brings forth the psychological aspect, stating that a deep-rooted sense of community and attachment to one's hometown may be strong enough to deter individuals from uprooting their lives to seek better job prospects. The author submits, inertia plays a bigger role as people age, especially those with children. The significance of these findings cannot be understated for the reader, as it forces us to reevaluate how we perceive job opportunities and economic growth. The trend of unwillingness to relocate may contribute to the development of regional job markets, local economies, and the way companies approach hiring and expansion strategies. Additionally, it also highlights the critical role that technology and automation will play in shaping the future of work and the lives of countless individuals across the globe. Thus, it is essential that we continually reassess and adapt in order to successfully navigate the ever-evolving landscape of employment and innovation. 3. Double Diamond Framework a comprehensive guide for product managers from sitsaladi.substack.com. 
In this week's edition of SID's product newsletter, the spotlight shines on the Double Diamond Framework, an essential tool for product managers in tackling complex problems. Developed by the Design Council, this framework assists in breaking down challenges into manageable components, fostering innovation, and delivering customer-centric solutions. To understand the Double Diamond Framework, one must delve into its four stages, discover, define, develop, and deliver. The discover stage involves understanding the problem and gathering information about customer pain points, such as conducting user research, analyzing existing data, engaging with stakeholders, and mapping the customer journey. Moving on to the define stage, the process of synthesizing the gathered information and outlining key challenges takes place, making use of techniques like affinity mapping or thematic analysis, prioritizing challenges, framing problem statements, and establishing success criteria. The develop stage calls for generating ideas and solutions, encouraging diverse perspectives, embracing ideation techniques, creating prototypes, testing with users, and iterating based on feedback. Lastly, the deliver stage focuses on implementing the solutions, which requires planning, monitoring progress, communicating with stakeholders, measuring success, and iterating and improving where necessary. Illustrating the framework's application, the author explains how it could enhance a mobile banking app. Product managers would use the Discover stage to gather insights about the user experience, the Define stage to pinpoint areas for improvement, the Develop stage to brainstorm and prototype possible solutions, and the Deliver stage to launch the refined app and monitor its performance metrics. Embracing the Double Diamond framework allows product managers to systematically address complex problems, generate innovative solutions tailored to customer needs, and contribute to continuous improvement. As the author poignantly quotes, the Double Diamond Framework enables product managers to navigate the complexities of problem-solving by breaking down challenges into manageable components, fostering innovation, and ultimately delivering customer-centric solutions. Part 8. Learn. 2. See flooding from uncharted territories.thomasbuyo.com. In a thought-provoking article by Thomas Pueyo from the Uncharted Territories newsletter, He delves into the concept of sea flooding as a potential solution to mitigate climate change, create new habitats, and generate economic growth. The process entails flooding low-lying desert areas with seawater to form new inland seas, with a focus on the Dead Sea and the Cotera Depression as examples. The Dead Sea has been shrinking since 1930, and Pueyo proposes flooding it with water from the Mediterranean or the Red Sea. This approach could lead to electricity generation, the creation of new ecosystems, and increased tourism and agriculture investments, fostering regional wealth and cooperation. Similarly, Pueyo suggests connecting the Qatara Depression in Egypt to the Mediterranean Sea via a pipeline, transforming it into a flourishing oasis that would absorb large amounts of CO2, provide new habitats, and create economic opportunities. Despite facing challenges, such as international coordination, financial costs, and potential environmental impacts, Pueyo's sea flooding concept offers a stimulating analysis of how these creative projects could positively impact climate change, promote collaboration, and unlock new economic prospects. 3. File Storch from n.wikipedia.org Delving into the fascinating world of file storch, we explore an article on these unique instances of arrow-stuck storks that have played a significant role in the understanding of bird migration. File storch, which translates to arrow-stork in German, refers to storks that have been injured by an arrow while wintering in Africa and then returned to Europe with the arrow still embedded in their bodies. As of 2003, there have been about 25 documented cases of file storch in Germany. The first and most famous file storch was a white stork discovered in 1822 near the German village of Klutz, in the state of Mecklenburg-Vorpommern. Astonishingly, the stork was carrying a 75-centimeter, 30-in, spear from Central Africa in its neck. 
This specimen was preserved through taxidermy and can be seen today in the zoological collection of the University of Rostock, referred to as the Rostocker file storch. The very existence of this file storch presented groundbreaking insight into the migration of European birds. Prior to this understanding, people struggled to provide explanations for the sudden annual disappearance of birds, such as the white stork and barn swallow. Amidst various bizarre conjectures, some theories claim that these birds transformed into other creatures like mice or hibernated underwater during winter. Even contemporary zoologists propagated these notions. However, the Rostocker file storch provided pivotal evidence that birds do, indeed, migrate across long distances to wintering grounds. File storch significantly contributed to the unraveling of the enigmatic world of bird migration. Their unique and remarkable survival against the odds has not only provided scientists with valuable information but has also captured the imagination of the wider public. 4. Langton's Ant from n.wikipedia.org Delving into the fascinating world of cellular automata, we turn our attention to an intriguing article on Langton's Ant, a two-dimensional universal touring machine with a simple set of rules, yet displaying complex emergent behavior. Invented by Chris Langton in 1986, the universality of Langton's ant was proven in the year 2000. The concept has since been generalized in multiple ways, exploring the addition of more colors and states. Langton's ant operates on a square lattice of black and white cells, following a set of basic rules. When the ant is on a white square, it turns right, flips the cell's color to black, and moves forward. Conversely, when it finds itself on a black square, it turns left, flips the cell's color to white, and moves forward. Despite these simple instructions, the ant exhibits complex behavior, often making unexpected moves and patterns. After an initial, seemingly chaotic phase, the ant often enters a repetitive loop known as the highway. The article also provides an exploration of the many variations and extensions of Langton's ant. By adding multiple colors and states, researchers have discovered new patterns and behaviors. For example, one variation, called the RLR rule, grows chaotically and it is not known whether this ant ever produces a highway. Another variation, the LLRR rule grows symmetrically. The concept of multiple ants working simultaneously in the same environment has also been tested. In this instance, ants with different rules and behaviors interact on the same grid, leading to a vast array of complex patterns. With so many possible permutations, the study of Langton's ant and its various extensions represent a rich and continually evolving field of research in cellular automata and complexity theory. In summary, Langton's ant demonstrates the power and potential of simple rules in engendering complex behavior. By exploring its many variations and extensions, researchers gain insight into the emergent properties of cellular automata and the boundaries of computationally universal systems. As the captivating dance of Langton's ant unfolds before our eyes, we are reminded of the remarkable potential that lies in the interplay of simplicity and complexity. 5. Arthropod Head Problem from n.wikipedia.org this article explores the enduring scientific debate surrounding the arthropod head problem, which focuses on identifying the exact makeup and evolution of arthropod head structures. The discussion presents multiple theories and conflicting insights on this subject, derived from extensive research conducted over the past century. The article cites the comprehensive study origin and evolution of the panarthropod head, a paleobiological and developmental perspective by Javier Ortega Hernandez, Ralph Jansen, and Graham E. Budd, which investigates the development and evolution of arthropod heads from both paleobiological and developmental perspectives. Numerous studies are mentioned, presenting a range of theories on head segmentation, molecular development, and arthropod evolution, including work by Goodrich, Rempel, Snodgrass, Angolini, and Kaufman.
Additional research from recent years is also referenced, covering findings related to homeobox gene expression in chelicerates, brain structures in anomalocarded appendages, and the phylogeny of arachnomorph arthropods. Despite the wealth of research and theories presented, the arthropod head problem remains a subject of ongoing debate and study among scientists. Through the extensive body of work discussed in the article, readers can gain insight into the complexities surrounding arthropod head development and evolution, highlighting the importance of continued research and collaboration in this field. 6. 1924 MacIphone was the world's first pocket record player from Flashback.com. In this fascinating article hailing from Flashback, we dive into the story of the world's first pocket record player, the MacIphone, designed in 1924. Hungarian brothers Miklos and Etienne Vadas were the brilliant minds behind this innovative device, which was mass-produced by Mason Pyart of Switzerland. The Mikaiphone's compact design was truly groundbreaking for its time, with its various components stored in a nickel-plated box. Once assembled, users simply had to wind it up and place their 10-inch, 78 revolutions per minute record on the turntable to enjoy their favorite tunes. It was the epitome of cool tech during the era, making it a coveted item among the trendsetters of Paris. Between its invention in 1923 and production from 1925 to 1927, Payard made around 180,000 Mikaiphones. As a precursor to portable music devices like the Sony Walkman and iPod, the Mikaiphone marked a turning point in the relationship between technology and the art of music consumption. The article features an advertisement which highlights the Mikaiphone's allure, a precious little machine, with apparent frailty, it nevertheless has all the characteristics of great precision, rigorously constructed, and is destined for more than just a curiosity seeker. As a testament to the Mikaiphone's elegance and innovation, its influence can still be seen in portable music players today. Its invention reminds us of a time when the fusion of technology and music was a thrilling novelty, forever transforming how we enjoy and interact with the sounds around us. Part 9, Startup News 1. TikTok owner had backdoor for CCP access to US data, lawsuit alleges from businessinsider.com. An intriguing new lawsuit recently made headlines, as TikTok's owner ByteDance faces accusations of building a backdoor channel into its code that allegedly allowed members of the Chinese Communist Party, CCP, to access user data hosted in the US. The wrongful termination suit comes from none other than Yin Tao Yu, a former engineering lead for ByteDance in the US, who worked for the company between 2017 and 2018. According to the lawsuit, ByteDance granted special powers to members of a CCP unit within the company, referred to as the committee. It is claimed that this committee could monitor ByteDance's business activities, demote content deemed unfavorable to China's interests, and even use a death switch to turn off Chinese versions of its apps. However, the crux of Yu's allegations lies in the assertion that this committee continued to have access to user data even after ByteDance walled off access for individual engineers in China. Yu's lawsuit includes a powerful statement. Mr. Yu observed a culture of lawlessness within the company. It goes on to describe ByteDance's culture as one that was focused on growth at all costs, accusing the company of having an attitude to violate the law first, continue to grow, and pay fines later. This lawsuit carries significant weight as it adds fuel to the ongoing debate surrounding the possibility of the Chinese government using its national intelligence law to compel companies with ties to China to grant access to user data. With members of Congress from both parties already proposing bills that would give the White House powers to ban apps like TikTok, the outcome of this lawsuit will undoubtedly be watched closely by governments, companies, and users alike. 2. Google Colab will soon introduce AI coding features from blog.google. Delightful news for enthusiasts and professionals alike, Google recently announced its plans to augment Colab, 
a platform adored by over 7 million users, with AI-driven coding features at no additional charge. Colab, which launched in 2017, has supplied an accessible avenue to Python programming, data analysis, and machine learning, requiring no installations or management of software. Now, this invaluable resource is preparing to soar to new heights, embracing the potent capabilities of Google's latest generation of code models, Kodi. Encompassed within this announcement are powerful upgrades to coding dynamics, such as code completions, language-to-code generation, and even a responsive chatbot to render assistance during the coding process. Kodi, designed atop the PA-LM2 platform, is an intricate model family, tailored specifically to enhance the Python programming landscape. The resultant collaboration is nothing short of revolutionary. Inspirationally, Google's successful combination of Colab with the Kodi models has led to a significant uptick in coding speed, efficiency, and comprehension. A new Generate button will be featured for users seeking assistance with larger blocks of code and whole functions. Autocomplete suggestions will also be rendered to support paid users. Furthermore, the integration of a chatbot, capable of fielding users' inquiries, aims to foster a far-reaching, educational experience. True to Google's progressive ethos, Colab remains accessible to all with an internet connection, free of charge. Students and underprivileged groups alike can refine their skills in programming and machine learning, employing the platform's robust computational resources. As always, the generosity of Google Colab knows no bounds, pledging forthcoming iterations and enhancements to ensure their users have the means to tap into the limitless potential of data and machine learning workflows. Eager to experience these AI coding features? Prepare yourselves for the gradual release, commencing with paid users in the United States, before unfurling to the no-cost tier and branching into other geographical spheres. Keep a watchful eye on announcements, as the landscape of Python programming evolves before our very ears. Part 10. Fun. 1. Rec.network from Rec.network. Title, Cyberpunk Radio, Free 24-7 Live Streaming, Rec.fm. A futuristic and immersive electronic music streaming platform, Rec.fm offers a 24-7 free live streaming experience for fans of Synthwave, Cyberpunk, Darksynth, EBSM, Midtempo, Industrial, Dark Techno, Drum, and Bass, and much more. This captivating station not only provides quality music at 320 kilobits per second, but also interactive features and community engagement tools for dedicated followers. The Rec.fm platform provides a diverse range of electronic music genres that cater to a wide array of preferences. With categories like dubstep-slash-dnb-slash-halftime, 1930s-slash-reefer-jazz-slash-fallout, synthwave-slash-retrowave-slash-outrun, and many more unique combinations, it presents a rich selection within the electronic music spectrum. One key aspect of Rec.fm is the level of interactivity and engagement involved in the platform. Listeners can easily browse various categories and tune into their favorite genre of music with high-quality streaming. In addition, the platform hosts live DJ sets, artist interviews, and live stream concerts, making this a comprehensive and inclusive live streaming experience. The Rec.fm platform encourages community engagement through its real-time web chat feature, where listeners can connect with other fans and share their thoughts on the music or simply get to know each other. The archive section allows users to catch up on previously aired live shows, making sure they don't miss out on any exciting content. Furthermore, the website offers site tips to enhance the user experience, such as minimal mode and customizable visual settings. In conclusion, Rec.fm is a standout platform for those seeking a unique and interactive electronic music experience. It provides a diverse range of genres, interactive features, and community engagement tools that promise to captivate and entertain both casual listeners and dedicated fans. A quote from their platform reads, 
tune in to high quality, 320 kilobits per second electronic music including synthwave, cyberpunk, dark synth, EBSM, mid-tempo, industrial, dark techno, drum and bass genres and much more. All these factors make Rekt FM a noteworthy addition to the electronic music community, and its significance lies in its ability to provide quality content while promoting a sense of unity and connection amongst its listeners. 2. Legend of Zelda game sells 10M copies in 3 days from finance.yahoo.com. In this riveting piece from Tom Gherkin, a technology reporter for Yahoo Finance, we learn of the unprecedented success of Nintendo's latest game, The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. The title has sold a staggering 10 million copies within a mere span of three days, making it the fastest-selling game in the celebrated Zelda series. Tears of the Kingdom, released exclusively on Nintendo Switch, has already outperformed all other Zelda games apart from Breath of the Wild, its predecessor. To put this feat into context, Gherkin highlights that even The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, the highest-rated game on Metacritic, sold a total of 7.4 million copies throughout its run. Piers Harding Rolls of Ampere Analysis shares his thoughts on this remarkable achievement, with estimated gross sales of well over $600 million, £480 million. This title is comparable to some of the best-ever launches but falls a little short of the very biggest. For example, Grand Theft Auto V delivered over $1 billion in sales in its three-day launch window. Zelda has always been a beloved franchise for Nintendo fans, but the success of the Switch console and the reinvention of the franchise into an open-world experience has transformed its appeal. This news exposes the immense impact that The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom has had on the gaming industry, asserting its triumph among the giants of paid-for games. It offers insight into the evolution of the Zelda franchise and vividly demonstrates the devotion of its fan base. The article underlines the significance of the game's record-breaking sales, which is captivating evidence of the unremitting power of the iconic, venerable series. 3. Pinball is booming in America from Economist.com Pinball is experiencing a resurgence in the United States, with nostalgia and resourceful marketing contributing to its renaissance. The game's popularity had diminished in the 1980s and 1990s due to the arrival of video games and home game consoles. However, annual sales of new machines have risen by between 15% and 20% since 2008. This boom can be attributed to a generation who grew up in arcades wanting to share the experience with their children, as well as clever marketing drawing a new interest. With innovative additions, such as machines connected to the internet for uploading scores to an online profile, combined with their mechanical nature, pinball games offer a different type of entertainment for those seeking alternatives to screen-based games. That's all for today. Thanks for listening to HackerCast.